firstly, we need to thank Sam for bringing this to our attention. That's it? No, I have a whole list to go through. What? No, no. I mean, you and Ron just ditch last week's meeting, go AWOL all week, and then show up this afternoon ready to record. Yeah, that was pretty rude. We were waiting for like 40 minutes. We had power issues. For a whole week? Yes. It was very annoying. I hope you never have to deal with it. You live in different countries. And I'd also like to thank Cece for hooking us up with a connection at the library who helped us get access to the digital records. You can't just not answer us and move on like, wait, what? Cece helped with this? Oh, yeah. Uh, She is a wealth of information herself. She's so knowledgeable. She basically info-dumped to us about the hidden chamber they discovered with, like, 1,200 previously undiscovered manuscripts. I really need to have a talk with her. Well, please thank her again for both of us. I I swear, it's like she lived through parts of history herself, the way she talks about it. She did seem very amused when we mentioned we were researching James III. Yeah. Probably because she found your James the Third is a vampire theory ridiculous. <sighs> she did laugh when I said that, but she was the one who suggested we expand our research beyond documents rip- written in the Cypriot syllabary. Originally, we thought that would be the writing James and his followers used for obvious reasons. And we did find a couple of documents in that script that potentially mentioned James the Third. The first was a bardic record of the journey across the sea of the last king of Cryptos or Kryros, which are famously ancient names for Cyprus. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. First off, bardic record? A poem. Song, actually. Potato, tomato. Do I have to explain why that's not a viable source? I shouldn't have to explain that, but with you two, I can never be sure. Yeah, because poets never, ever, ever draw on real events. Not like you own three vinyls and one of the most famous songwriters who draws on her real life experience. Uh, Excuse me, you leave my musical taste out of this. Yeah, I'm with Sam on this, even though she betrayed me. A song with a cryptic mention. Never. I will never. A song with a cryptic mention of a last king isn't good enough. And remember, I was the one who came up with a tentative theory of James actually maybe surviving. But even if it's true, there has to be evidence out there with a much more compelling basis than this. Well, we also found a potential mention that James and his followers made a journey to St. Catharines. Right. The library has records of someone known as James of Cryptos having an altercation with someone of Austrian nobility. This noble woman was caught in the act of trying to steal some of the texts. <clears throat> Do you say Austrian? Okay, no, 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 no. I have never heard of this. I know about the a-hole who stole a bunch of books that are now sitting in the British Library, but Austrian nobility hightailing texts? Oh, yeah, yeah, we heard about the asshole Brit dude, too. It, that was awful, This event predates that by years. It was hard to get a fixed date because parts of the text were damaged. The best we could say is somewhere between 1860 and 1870. Oh, oh, okay. So we've jumped all the way from the 13th century to the 19th century, and you see nothing wrong with that timeline. 
No. It's a little bit of a jump. Sure. Like the Grand Canyon is a little bit of a hole. But we do actually have a point to this story, so can we tell it? Yeah, I doubt that. But go ahead. This particular document recorded an altercation between a group who identified themselves as followers of the last James of Cryptos and this noblewoman and her own group. Hey, and what's your evidence that this other person was nobility? I am glad you asked. So we mentioned how the text was damaged. Some of that damage is like from time and age, general way and tear. But there are some points where it seems like it was intentionally damaged. The name of this woman was one of those things that was consistently crossed out. The names of the texts she stole were also crossed out. Definitely someone who doubled back to get rid of any traces that could be traced back to them. It was all very suspicious. According to the expert at the library we were in contact with, the text was, the way it was damaged, it felt very deliberate. And whoever did it was probably doing a rush job. They made sure like all the names were crossed out, but they didn't get the chance to cover everything. This woman originally came to the library under the guise of a benefactor, which is how her name, social status, and nationality were recorded in the first place. While the name is unreadable at every point, enough of the words describing her survived to piece together she was from the Austrian upper class. Or at the very least pretending to be. Right. Either way, James and his people were there when the alarm got raised and he offered assistance. But that was as far as that particular document got us. However, thanks to Cece, we decided to cross-reference the details we had learned from with texts from other forms of writing, and we found guard records that this woman did escape with the texts, even with James trying to stop her. Yeah, 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 wait. Okay, you've told us an interesting heist story that is in no way connected to James the Third of Cyprus. Hello, last James of Kryptos. The connection with the name James is not a strong enough case. Did you know how many Jameses there are in history? But mainly because this is 600 years later. Even if James did survive, there's no way this is the same James. This should be obvious. But fine, you you can pretend this is his descendant if you insist on being difficult. Oh, I'm I'm being difficult. Uh, 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 We still haven't gotten to the best part. James, maybe James of Cyprus, maybe another influential James who just happened to carry the same name, couldn't stop the theft. But a few weeks later, all the texts but one were returned to the library by, can I get a drum roll, please? The Golden Donut. Oh, Oh, Oh my God, no. 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 (laughs) So... Wait, so now you're mixing and matching your fantasy theories. Great. That's just great. I blame you, Sam. This is not my fault. Okay. Yes, it but is. The text clearly describes a group of women who match the description of the Golden Donut and her gay assassin nuns from the other incidents we found. We have been over this. The description of women in black with some vague cross-shaped regalia oh. isn't oh. enough to go on. Oh, so... um. You know, like, Louisa originally researched the Golden Donut. Yeah, her whole search parameters were looking for historical records that matched the Golden Donut from the Vatican incident. That's all we did here. Exactly. Exactly. Specific parameters. 
What I did was extensive and specific research, focusing on key details. You have stumbled sideways into something that is black and white and cried cow. If you need more golden donut proof, look at the images I have at the library. I just sent them. Oh, for the love of Those are just halos! Yeah, you know halos? The stylized representation of holiness and, I don't know, 99% of Christian imagery. Or they could have been a representation of the presence of the golden donut. Oh, oh, oh okay. So now oh, angels look at, look are wearing it's, yellow frosted donuts. Halos and donuts. Halos and we're not going to get anywhere else today, obviously. Okay, there is one more thing we should... um. No, Angie, men- no. This, this is important. It's really uh, important. Uh, you would want to hear this. Yeah. Fine, so, go. Okay, so we did come across a string of letters that might have very well been between James and the library, and even maybe between the Golden Donut that we were going to get into today, but maybe it's best to save that for another time. There was one in particular that was from James where he included a copy of a letter that had been sent to him as a threat, seemingly from the group who had stolen the text. And um, that letter, uh, Louisa, you should probably sit down for this if you're not already. The letter was with the words et devobret omnia (laughs) um uh, oh guys don't you think it's a little early for an april's fool joke prank or whatever because i know i know you're just trying to freak me out (laughs) you got it (laughs) okay we can drop it now It's, it's not uh you no you're joking because you have to be joking. Say say that you're joking. Say it. Say you're joking. Because this isn't... I, I This can't be connected to the... I can't... I need to go check my locks. Cannon Fodder is part of the Fundamentals Network. Cannon Fodder is produced by the Fundamentals. Editing by Corey Shrek. Sound mixing by Corey Shrek. Directed by Corey Shrek. Script by Diana Ramsarin. Alejandra Meneses, Bo Costa, and Corey Shrek. Voice cast, Diana Ramsarin, Alejandra Meneses, Bo Costa, and Corey Shrek. Special thanks to Thaddeus Stoklos.